we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Today is Tuesday, May the 12th, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me today, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hi, Joe. I'm doing good. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take for today. Oh, I have two hot takes, actually. But <clears throat> my hot take for today, my first one is that we are all living in Groundhog Day. We are all Bill Murray. Every day is this exactly the same as the day before. You wake up, drink for a while, and then you go to sleep. Yes. It's Groundhog Day. Yep. You know how he got out of Groundhog Day, though? What, did he, like, have sex with his sister or something like that? Yeah, I think that's how that movie ended. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird I forget. movie. I forget. He it was a weird movie. Finally yeah. caught that groundhog. Right, yeah. <laughs> he ate the groundhog. He, he ate, the ground- ate the groundhog. <laughs> that's how it happened. It's a moral for all of us. If at uh, first you don't succeed... Kill and eat a groundhog. Right. Yeah. Good eating. My other hot take, this yeah. one is a little bit more interesting, is I got a coronavirus antibody blood test. Oh, yeah. Um, which came back ne- negative. So I have not had coronavirus. Oh, dang. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I thought it first. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my girlfriend, who's a much kinder person than I am, pointed out that if I had had coronavirus, there would have been potential for me to have given it to somebody else who then got sick and died. So I haven't killed anybody. Um, and that that's good. That's how that movie ends. He gives everybody in the town coronavirus and right. they all die. Yeah. I forgot about right. that. He got coronavirus from eating an undercooked groundhog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Hi. Um, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joel. I am broadcasting on this lovely Tuesday afternoon from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, I'm kind of, you know, most of you have probably figured this out by now. But Sam, if we really wanted to go viral, we just need to be posting fucking pictures of dogs. Right. Uh, this guy, Andrew Cotter, who is a Scottish golf TV commentator. Yeah. He's been in the quarantine, and during the quarantine, he has just been narrating uh, sports competitions between his two dogs. So oh, com- yeah, I've seen this guy. Right? Competitive yeah. eating, competitive bone chewing, competitive just standing in tepid water. It's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. It's also really weird. Oh, yeah, I love it. Why do you think it's weird? Well, it's not It's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's like, what is it, ASMR? Is that what I, the... Uh, just listening to sound? It's like really kind of yeah. weird, soft talking. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind right. of what it is. It's like well, him, he's doing sports commentating, but... I don't know the correct sequence of the letters, but he, it's like really soft and like kind of weird, you know? <laughs> it's because he does golf. 
Oh, and right. Whenever you do commentating on golf for some dumb reason, have to talk like this because they can all hear you because golf is one sport along with tennis where we have to be very, very quiet. Right. You remember that scene from, what's the Adam Sandler movie called? Uh, Happy Gilmore? Yep. Where he's trying to make a putt and everyone's really quiet and then he like yells at them to start cheering? Yeah. I think that would make golf way more interesting. I hate that we all have to be quiet when we watch golf. Right. Yeah. I, I hate golf, but there you go. Anyway, but the funny thing is his Instagram and his Twitter accounts, because he posts, like, serious, long-form articles about golf. But now he's realized that 90% of his audience just wants dog videos. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, what you're saying is we should do that. You could do that with your cats. You know? Exactly. That's what I got to do. I got to figure out how to narrate competitive cat wrangling. I got squirrels in my backyard. Maybe I can do that. You should. Yeah. Once I saw two rabbits fighting a squirrel at a bus stop. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. <laughs> that was back in like 2011. <laughs> that is legit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the type of high quality uh Sports commenting you get on Jump on the Yard. Yeah, this is what we've been reduced to, people. This is the, what the world of coronavirus looks like. Right. We are reporting on some guy who's reporting on his pets. Exactly. What are we, TMZ? You know? <laughs> Access Hollywood. Yeah, what is this, Access Hollywood? <laughs> uh, uh so this is the kind of high-quality podcasting you can expect from us here at Dump on the Ump. Remember, um, if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump and check out our Facebook page, Dump on the Ump. Thanks to everybody who's been listening last week. You know, last week we talked about how great sports would be if we replaced everybody with monkeys. Right. So... Expect, it would. And we're not wrong. We're not wrong. We're not wrong. So, you know, if you want to know deep thoughts on that, check out last week's episode. Thanks for everybody who continues to listen to us during the quarantine. Shout out to our friends in Bend, Oregon, Brooklyn, New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Cincinnati, Ohio, Barcelona, Spain, Athens, Greece. Yonkers, New York. Have you ever hung out in Yonkers? Uh, my brother went to Sarah Lawrence College, which technically is in Bronxville, but most of the campus is in Yonkers. So technically, yes. Your brother went to Sarah Lawrence? Yeah. My sister went to Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, that, but your Jesse sister went to Jesse's sister went to Sarah We all have a sibling who went to Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, but my brother's way older. They went That's to Sarah Lawrence together. Yeah, they were like roommates. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small world. Yeah. Anyway, so Sarah Lawrence is technically in Bronxville. But oh, I think only the post office is in Bronxville. Yeah, the train stop is Yonkers, right? Like the I don't MTA know. stop. That's the only time. Yeah, anyway. 
Yonkers is real big. It's got like hundreds of thousands of people in it. Big city. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Yonkers. Yep. And Sarah Lawrence, the fighting Sarah Lawrence's. Right. Griffins. I think they're Griffins. Aren't they the Griffins? Like Hogwarts? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. Let, let's get to the headlines. Let's get to the There's head- a lot to talk about. I'm today. sorry. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I know. I'm also not serious when I say there's a lot to talk about today. What we're about to talk about is something that is going to come to nothing. And into our Groundhog Day kind of theme, we've talked about this many times, and it's come to nothing before. So <clears throat> here we are, starting over. This is, a, this is a segment about a plan for Major League Baseball to come back in 2020. Okay. Major League Baseball sends a deal to the Major League Baseball Players Association. Major League Baseball has signed and sent a draft of a deal that would have meaningful baseball being played in America as soon as early July. Highlights of the deal are a 50-50 revenue split between the owners and the players, a universal DH in both leagues, an extended playoff schedule, uh, moving, expanding the playoff from 10 teams to 14 teams, um, and local regional leagues to cut down on travel, uh, which we talked about before. Um, And obviously no fans. The deal will immediately be shot down by the players' union because a revenue split is really just the salary cap for the players. Right. Um, Hopefully this draft is just a jumping off point for negotiations to start. But if the league and the players can't get together on player salaries, then this deal will be as dead as any of the other things that we've talked about before. An undercooked groundhog. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the the question is, will there be baseball in 2020, Joel, or are we just going to go through this loop of where we think there's going to be baseball and then there's not? And the other question is, who the hell does Major League Baseball think they are? Seriously. I mean, you know me. I am not an optimist. I am a cynic on all things, especially these days. Yep. And the speed, I am very cynical that we will have MLB baseball this year now. The speed on the internet where we went from a 100-game season, you know, we went from the Arizona plan to 100 games to 80 games very quickly. Right. right. And so it seems like the window of opportunity they have for reopening MLB is shutting down, shutting down very quickly. Um, in terms of the salary cap, uh, I retweeted this guy Garrett Brocious. I don't know if you know Garrett Brocious. Be somebody. See Scott Brocious is like younger brother. Maybe. Anyway, he wrote a thing. He tweeted. I'm going to read this. MLB doesn't give players more money when teams bring in more revenue than expected in a given year. They make the players honor the contracts they signed. So why should the players give back money when the owners bring in less than expected? I agree with that sentiment, right? Yeah. Like, it's not the players' fault. These are the contracts they signed. Just because you're getting less revenue than you expected, do not expect your employee to take the cut. Uh, that shouldn't be how businesses work, right? And so I think it is unfair of the owners to, to be pushing this revenue split. 
Right. Maybe, maybe they, I mean, I don't believe them. I think they're all billionaires. I don't believe that they're broke. Um, I understand that, you know, nobody's making the revenue that they expected they would be making in the year of our Lord 2020. But that does not, that should not mean, in my opinion, that you can go to your employees and ask them to take a pay cut less than the contracts that they have signed. Right. This isn't Vietnam, Sam. There are rules. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there are rules here. Yeah. I'm trying to find this thing because the if there's 84 um, – so check this out. The maximum number of playoff games now in a 10-team playoff is 43. Okay. 14-team playoff, the maximum number of games that could be played in the playoffs is 59. Like – we're talking about well more than double half of the games of the 82 game regular season here. Like this is this is NBA basketball playoffs. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. The NBA is like, duh, you guys, you could be. You, you didn't need to wait until coronavirus to let every fucking team into the playoffs. Then yeah. <laughs> um, that's ridiculous. I think. Uh, but that's all about playoff games, you know, producing much more revenue than regular season games uh, because they're all like national games. Right. And I, I mean, it, it would all be through the TV revenue, right? That's the other issue is, right. is recouping that TV revenue. Um, I did read a thing, I can't find it right now, about local cable carriers negotiating with ESPN and wonder because ESPN. Right, the cable, the local, your local cable company pays ESPN so many dollars per subscriber, right? It's like three bucks per subscriber. But right. Part of that deal is ESPN promising to deliver so many hours of live, live sports, right? And so ESPN is actually kind of, they've got a lot of wiggle room. It sounds like, but ESPN needs to start freaking the fuck out about not being able to fill their content and maybe having to uh, deliver rebates to these local cable companies. Probably not going to happen, but it's a possibility. And that's why we will talk about Korean baseball in a minute, but that's also why, like, UFC is on ESPN all the goddamn time right now. Right, and, like, live esports, like right. live NASCAR video game racing, and live cornhole there was a cornhole competition on espn oh yeah Did you, you were you were uh telling me about that was, was jessica mendoza narrating it no she was doing the korean baseball uh, yeah i was watching a korean baseball game and on the ticker at the begin at the bottom of the screen they were advertising their cornhole competition gotcha and so does she live in Denver again were you able to confirm that I mean, she was there, and she kept talking about how she thought that her kids were probably going to come in at any minute. So I assume that she lives there if, you know, that's where she's quarantining. Okay, let's look that up. Um, she's not from there. Okay. Fans of the show, do not stalk Jessica Mendoza. But heads up, she might be in Bend, Oregon. Right. Well. I that would be the time that Tiger Woods and Kevin Cosner threw a house party at my grandparents' house in Bend, Oregon. That happened? Yeah. That seems like the opening of a joke. Like 
Kevin Costner <laughs> and Tiger Woods walk into a bar, and it's actually Joel's grandparents' house. Right. <laughs> uh, apparently, they just trashed the place. Yeah, I bet. That'd be a crazy party. It was like 1998 or something like that. Yeah, lots of cocaine, I bet. And like, uh, exactly. Just mad prostitutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to read one more thing and then before we move on. Um, this is from SNY.TV, the Mets blog. So I, I can't guarantee the quality of this. Right. It's like <laughs> URL is somewhere deep inside a Queens mental institution. Exactly. Yeah. The official blog of the Mets. <laughs> I do quarantine. Depressive schizophrenic is like doing the Mets blog. I do quarantine since 1999. (laughs) Um, Okay, despite a profound disagreement on money, we will be shocked if the sides fail to reach an agreement that involves pay cuts for players. Leaks suggesting otherwise feel like a lot of sound and theory signifying nothing. One high-ranking executive for an American League team said that if players do not accept pay cuts now, teams will simply pass along losses over the next few years. Clubs will cut player payroll and spend less on free agency. They will seek aggressive concessions in the 2021 CBA negotiations. So that sounds reasonable to me, but it also like pisses me off that right. if, if the owners don't get what they want now, they're just going to act like babies about it in the next uh, contract negotiation. Yeah. And, uh, but it's like, you know, the bottom line is the owners aren't the ones who are going out and kind of risking their health and, you know, to a certain extent, their freedom. Right. Uh, but it's the players that are going to do that. And, you know, the players would like to be compensated for that, which I think is entirely reasonable. Right. Um, and so to then be like, oh, well, we don't have money to spend on free agency now. It's like, OK, well, you know, maybe it's going to be an interesting, you know, this is like everyone talks about the coronavirus having like ongoing effects. But it's going to be huge for major sports right. moving forward. Right. Because um, also, like we were talking off of the off of the before we started podcasting about how, you know, in 20 years, all of these kids who have missed, like young kids now who have missed like very critical months of social development in kindergarten and first grade and like pre-K are going to be, you know, adult sociopaths. Like one year in, in, you know, three months to a kid that age is like 10 years to us in social development, you know, in our thirties. And like, it's the same thing with major like professional sports players. Like you miss an entire year of your career. Like that's 10 years of somebody else's career. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. Or like five years of somebody else's career. It's a big deal. Yeah. But you know, the angels were wasting the prime of Mike Trout's career anyway. This isn't even yeah. a big deal. To them. <laughs> right. It's just another year in Anaheim for Mike, the weatherman Trout. Right. He's just like sitting in his backyard shooting weather balloons up into the sky one after the other. Right. Well, I I wanted to comment because you're right about, you know, it's the players who to a degree will be risking their health and uh, freedom. And, you know, the owner of the Chicago Cubs is getting tested twice a day for coronavirus and like 
his dog is too, right? Right. Like the billionaire owners of the sports franchises are not going to be risking anything personally on. Right. And they also will like declare bankruptcy before they lose a cent. You know, right. like they're they're just gonna they're not they're not gonna be losing any money. Like no one's gonna none of these owners are gonna be losing any money. Right. And they've got insurance companies to back them up also. Right. Yeah. Ah. Making me so mad, Sam. I gotta take a shot. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like anger drinking. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to happier times. Yeah. Talks. yeah. I do you want me to read number two? Yeah, you're reading number two. I'll read number two. Here we go. This is a high-quality podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, like, I read the first one. Like, <laughs> Why would you all of a sudden think that maybe we were switching it up? <laughs> all right. Headline number two. Korean baseball. The KBO, Korean Baseball Organization, is the S-H-I-T shit. The loose group of dump-on-the-ump hero worshippers, affectionately known as ESPN. Shout out to... Jessica Mendoza and the house party with Tiger Woods has started broadcasting Korean League baseball one game a day, six days a week. And again, this goes back to our earlier comments about ESPN desperately trying to fulfill its quota of live sports per day. However, this is the sweet salve that really baseball fans need. The level of play is high and is highly entertaining. The Korean League is providing a blueprint for Major League Baseball to return in terms of safety and operational procedure. But you know we're not going to follow it. Right. Sam, do you think that fans like us, who are weary of the bickering of the millionaires and billionaires in the MLB, will defect to this new league? Um, yeah, well, first of all, I already have. Great. I'm a, I'm a huge NC Dinos fan. Shout out NC Dinos. Um, and you know, I'm not going to defect, like I'm not leaving the Red Sox behind, but if major league baseball doesn't come back this year, then that's going to be a huge, huge, huge failure right. on, uh, in, for both the league and the players. Um, and it's going to be a massive loss. We've talked about this before, how if baseball doesn't manage to come back and be part of like the rebuilding of a nation, then there's huge problems ahead for the league. Uh, and on the flip side, if they could, it would be great. Um, but they're not looking good right now, the league and the players both. And fans are going to see that. Um, right. And meanwhile, here we are in Korea. Korean, the Korean League is like number three, I think, in the world as far as professional sports leagues. With After MLB in Japan, probably. In Japan, yeah. And... Uh, and I guess it's, it's about AAA, or maybe a little bit better than a AAA league. That's what I was reading. Right. Is that, yeah. uh, and they're, and they're, well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. There, there's like a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of former Major League Baseball players, um, and there's a lot of future Major League Baseball players there. Um, and it's a fun league. And, you know, they're playing baseball, and they're taking their, safety very seriously and it's uh 
they've banned spitting. That's kind of a fun thing. <laughs> like no one's allowed to spit anymore, which is like such a crazy baseball thing. You know? <laughs> um. So anyway, point is, uh, yeah, I think that I think this is a huge opportunity for Korean baseball. Like. It's funny because I was looking for merch the other day online and I was having a hard time finding it. And like oh, they should be like trying to flood this market with Korean baseball jerseys and hats and posters and whatever, because I think that, that they can make a ton of money doing that. Because yeah. this is all we got right now. It's this Korean League baseball team. And it's fun. You know, the American announcers kind of suck um, and <clears throat> talk a lot of trash. But the games are fun, you know, and they're like pretty high scoring because all the pitching kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> and uh, they hit a lot of home runs and they score a lot of runs and it's fun, you know. Right. Now, there are no fans, but there are all these like cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands. Right. And they're still cheerleaders. <laughs> still cheerleaders. Yeah. Which MLB doesn't even have cheerleaders. They don't have cheerleaders. I guess they've got the... the what do you call the t-shirt girls? Girls who run onto the field with the t-shirt guns. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? but those aren't cheerleaders. Those aren't cheerleaders, yeah. Yeah. Do they have a title? What do we call those? T-shirt girls. Hype, yeah. hype, hype people? They're not all girls, too. It's like there's, right. it's usually a girl and a guy, like, you know, teenagers. Yeah, yeah true. Um, okay, so I was, I was watching some highlights of this. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm just fascinated by the cardboard cutouts of the fans in the stands because yeah. what 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 is the point of that to me it makes it even creepier right just have empty seats you don't need this creepy like simulacra of fans in the stands wearing masks they're all wearing masks right so they're right, right. practicing you know appropriate social distancing and then i was watching these highlights today some of them are not people like, every once in a while, there's, like, a dog or a cat, a cardboard cutout of an animal, like, a posing as a human being in the stands. You know right, what they right. should do? This is like a goddamn Wales Waldo, right? You know, you got 80,000 fans, and one of them is Waldo. And if you are watching on TV and you can identify it, you're the 99th caller to 1-800-Korean-Baseball, you get a ticket to Pyongyang. Yeah, that'd be dope. And Pyongyang. then, where's that? Capital of North Korea. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Surprise, you're the new dictator of North Korea. Right. You like look closer at Waldo and it's just Kim Jong un in like a Waldo costume, like in a South Korean baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're like oh cool go to korea and it's like you just end up in a prison camp for 30 years exactly. yeah, you just ship you to the gulag <laughs> <laughs> uh, they wouldn't let you in south korea to begin with because you're american and have coronavirus right yeah i also saw something in the news i think yesterday or the day before where coronavirus is like making a rebound in south korea so yeah it's like this league may be shut down at any point yeah uh, 
And that I think is part of the whole revenue sharing thing for the league is that they think that, you know, like numbers are still on the rise in America. Like we, you know, we're not like <clears throat> ready <laughs> for opening and we're opening anyway. And so, you know, chances are major league base, like first time a major league baseball player gets coronavirus, they'll shut it down again. Yeah. I, I should write something about this because, but it's too depressing that, you know, your question, um, the Korean League is providing a blueprint for the MLB. It would, but we're not following it. Korea provided a blueprint for the United States of America. Right. Every, this has gotten tired on the internet, but we had the first case of coronavirus the same day that South Korea did. They shut down, they did the whole lockdown, and now they're getting ready to open back up. And, and the testing, too. And they did the testing. Everybody who wanted to test could get a test. Right. Because they're a functional society run by Kia and other corporations who are benevolent corporate overlords. Yeah, it was Samsung. The, and Samsung, yeah. Samsung, yeah. NC. All the, all the owners of the baseball team. Oh, exactly. <laughs> all right. How are we doing on time? Let me check time. Did you ever see that movie Cloud Atlas with all the, like, Korean, like, robot clones? I saw Alita Battle Angel. Oh, was that weird? That looked weird. Yeah, it was real weird. Yeah. I loved it. It got oh, yeah. really bad reviews, but I yeah. was way into it. <laughs> uh, at 29 minutes right now. Okay. One, number three. We'll yeah, see. number three we can bang out real quick. Yeah, okay. So number three. Name all the pandemics and what position they would play on your baseball team. Okay. All right. Well, we're, this is, we'll have to do this one together, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so starting with coronavirus, right? Okay, so coronavirus, would they be the pitcher? No. No. Because no. they've got the whole thing. They're called the corona because they've got those spikes, right, that attach to your lung. I feel like coronavirus is like a second baseman. Why? Well, because it's like not super threatening, you know what I mean? like causes damage and you know is kind of in the middle of all of the plays but not super you know it's not going to hit a lot of home runs i guess maybe is what sixth or seventh in the batting lineup yeah probably or like lower like we're talking about a team that includes the black plague and aids right right. you know what i mean like some real killers Coronavirus hits 250, is a good platoon hitter, right. doesn't commit a lot of errors. And they're everywhere. They, like, right. cover the field like right. crazy. High really on good defense. High on base percentage, low slugging percentage. Steal some bases. Steal some bases. Yep. They're, they're everywhere that you don't expect them to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a second baseman to me. Angleton Simmons, is that that guy's name for the Angels? He's a shortstop. Oh, okay. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. All right. Second base, coronavirus. coronavirus. Spanish flu. Spanish flu. I don't know. Like right field, maybe? Do they hit a lot? That's the last time the population of Earth went down. The last time the population of Earth declined was 1918 because we had Spanish flu plus World War One at the same time. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say right field. Uh-huh. You know. Hits a lot of dingers. 
hits home runs, strong arm, you know? Yep. Uh, smallpox. Smallpox. Smallpox, smallpox. That was around for a long time, right? Right, and that's like, we're talking like 1700s, 1800s, right? How do you genocide the Native American population? Give them blankets infected with smallpox. Right. So center field, maybe? Okay, I can see that. DH, not, not DH. No. Huh? Not DH. You think DH? I don't know, I'm asking. Maybe what? first baseman? Oh, I could, yeah, let's go with first base. They don't have okay. to move a lot. Okay, uh, here we go. How about Ebola? Does that Ooh, count? That's a good one. Oh, man, Ebola. Yeah, that's a big one. Shortstop, if, if you got coronavirus at second base and Ebola at shortstop, can you, you know, do a lot of whatever, six, four, three double plays? I guess so. They, they team up, like decimate the population of Ghana. I just feel like it's got to be a position that's usually a black guy. You know what I mean? Right, because it's Africa. Because it's Ebola. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe left field? I don't know. Where's like the black I guy? I feel like shortstop. I, maybe this is my stereotype. I feel like lots of shortstops are black guys. Yeah, maybe. That's something to look up. I'll Google that if we have time. What yeah. is the most stereotypically minority occupied position? Right. What's the blackest play position <laughs> in baseball? In uh, major league, who is the black? Because who is um? Right fielder was the voodoo guy. He yeah, was who, voodoo. What's the actor's name? Wesley Snipes, who stole all the uh, bases. Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah. What position did he play? Center field. Okay, so maybe he bowled center field. All right, got our casual racism out of the way. That was good. Right. Uh, speaking of which, HIV AIDS. Which one's the gay guy? See, to me, that's the shortstop. Okay. Oh, no, the catcher. Probably the catcher. Oh, the catcher. Yeah. Good yeah. hand. Yep. Yep. Totally. That's bad. Oh, We're going to go. Yeah, this is really, this <laughs> we're getting really bad here. This is horrible. Uh, did we have bubonic plague? What's that? Bubonic plague? Bubonic plague, I feel, has got to be the pitcher. Yeah. Right? Like, they're real, like, yeah. Real flashy, you know? They're like the most famous one. Nolan Ryan, the Nolan Ryan of the team. Yeah, they're like, yeah, or they're just like, you know, they're kind of, uh, I don't know, front and center. As far as like sure. famous like pandemics, you know. You'll, if you asked your mom to name one baseball player, she could name the bubonic player. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. That makes sense. Are we missing any? I'm trying to think of other plagues. SARS. SARS is like the the bench warmer. SARS is like coronavirus light, right? Yeah. Or no. Yeah, no, same thing. The H1N1, you had SARS, H1N1, and now coronavirus. And they're all related to each other. They're all, they're all related to each they're other. All, they're all COVID. I, I'm getting it wrong. All of our epidemiologists in the audience, you know, dump on the ump at gmail.com. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. SARS, yeah, SARS, I guess, would be like, First base coach? 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Third day. Uh, bird, swine flu? Is that another COVID? Yeah, that, that was a COVID too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, they're all cousins. They're all it's, cousins. Like a, it's like the Molinas, right? <laughs> there's just a lot of them. There's <laughs> all, all all there a lot of them, and only one of them's good. Oh, good times. Good times. Uh, what else? What else do we got? There's got to be more. I'm trying to think of what wiped out, like, Rome. There were there were plagues that wiped out ancient Rome. I'm trying to... That was just, like, pooping in the well water. That's not a, <laughs> it's like stupidity, you know what I mean? Most plagues are caused by pooping in the well water. Say, oh, polio. Yeah, yeah. Polio. Oh, yeah, polio. Uh, yeah. Third phase. Yeah, totally. Because uh, yep. you don't have to move very much. <laughs> the old iron lung. Right. You just like you just strong arm, no legs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Tuberculosis. Does that count? Yeah, I don't know. Does it? Yeah, it's it's contagious. Um, like Russian gulags in Siberia get wiped out by tuberculosis because they don't have any health standards. Is that a pandemic, though? I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, now you're asking for the definition of pandemic. Like, right. Yeah. I probably should have Googled a list of pandemics. Before we started before this? Before we started this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you got? If I were an L.A. Angels fan, I think I'd be disappointed right now. Why? I think the Angels were going to have a fun season. Oh, there's an Asian flu. There's uh, a lot of flu pandemics. Okay, what do we got? Uh, there's the Spanish flu, 1918. Right. The Asian flu, 1956 through 58. The flu pandemic of 1968. Huh. Uh, oh, cholera. Cholera. Mm, yeah. yeah. Typhoid. Cholera. All the things that kill you on Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> Snake bite. Uh, cholera, I would say left field. Yeah, what does cholera do to you? What can just. I think you'd like shit blood until you die. Yeah, that's left field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some old ones. Yeah, look at the old, that's the one I wanted. Uh, I probably plugged this podcast before, but uh, have you guys listened to uh, Starbones? You've told me about it. It's a really good podcast. I mean, you know, I don't know why I'm plugging their podcast, which is infinitely more popular than our podcast on our podcast. But uh, it's actually gotten really depressing because it's a husband and wife, and she's a doctor, and like the old episodes are funny, and they talk about things like the bubonic plague but each uh successive episode has gotten sadder and sadder as they're trying to actually relay useful information to their audience anyway groundhog's day happy groundhog's day uh antonine plague i think that's the one you're talking about for rome oh what's that tell me about that one 
it's unknown, possibly smallpox. It's just, I mean, again, once you realize that you got to stop putting the dead bodies in the drinking water, right? People don't get coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, it's all smallpox, smallpox, plague, plague, smallpox, typhus. Yeah, smallpox kills a lot of people. <laughs> and then 15, that's why you gotta get back. We're starting to get to influenza. Mm-hmm. Oh, salmonella. Oh, that's a fun that's, one. That's a good one. What about measles or mumps? Did that ever wipe yeah, people? Seneca Nation, United States and Canada, measles. Yeah, measles. That was another let's give it to the natives sort of thing. Like, malaria? Malaria. I was reading about malaria the other day. It was like two in the morning, and I was drunk and alone, and I was on Wikipedia reading about malaria. And it was very interesting because they can't come up with a reliable vaccine for malaria. So you just drink gin and tonics? The only cure is drinking gin and tonics. Mostly the gin. Yeah. Because then you get drunk and you don't care that you have malaria. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yellow fever. We need a center fielder and we need like a closer. Oh, you're still looking for baseball players. Yeah. (laughs) Well, could smallpox be a closer? Which one has the highest mortality rate? That's what we got to find out. Because your closer, he needs to be the fucking Mariano Riviera of baseball. Side note, is Mariano Riviera overrated? Highest mortality. What's that? Is Mariano Riviera overrated? I don't think so. No. Properly rated? Um, yeah. I think that... Um, I, yeah, I don't know that he's the greatest closer of all time. Um, I think that he also, like, benefited from... Being on the Yankees, yeah. Um, but I think that you know, I think the the bubonic plague had the highest mortality rate. Mm, but they're a pitcher, right? That's our pitcher. Yeah, that's our pitcher, and that makes that's sense. So the Chris, we got bubonic one, bubonic plague, two, HIV/AIDS. Three, who was our first baseman who didn't need to move a lot? That was smallpox, I think, wasn't it? Three smallpox. Four is is coronavirus four. Yeah, coronavirus yeah. four at second base. Five is polio, third base. Yeah. Six was uh, swine flu, H1N1? No. Ebola. No, Ebola center field. Ebola. No, we put Ebola at shortstop because okay, that's where all the black guys were playing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so good. Outfield is we got yellow, we got Spanish flu, yellow fever. Is that a thing? Yellow fever, yeah. And cholera. Cholera should be left oh, field. Cholera was left field. Yeah, Spanish flu was center field. Spanish flu center. Okay, I thought Spanish flu was right field. It doesn't. What what is the skill? What what different skill set do you look at determining a right fielder versus a center fielder? 
Uh, right fielder has to have a strong arm, but maybe covers less ground. Right. Well, I think that right field is the right field. They've got to be able to to get the guy out at home plate or get the guy like get the guy out at third. The, gut, the right fielder has to throw to third base. The yeah. left fielder never has to throw to first base. So the right fielder has to have a better arm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and then center field, I think you just have to be able to cover a ton of ground. Yeah. Like Byron Buxton, is that that guy's name? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. The Marburg virus. So what we need, we need to write this down, but I'm not going to write it down. Yeah, don't um, write it down. We need to write this down and then have them play against our starting lineup of famous doctors. Uh-huh. To play against the viruses? Exactly. Like famous virologists to play against the famous viruses? Right, like uh, kind of part Space Jam, part, uh, what's that, the Seventh Seal, where the guy has to play chess against death, also known in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, rabies. Ooh. It's treatable, but if untreated, has a 100% mortality rate. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. But there's never been a rabies plague, has right? Because right? you gotta fucking that's like the zombie thing. That's the thing about zombie plagues, right? That they have to fucking bite you to actually get the plague. Like what it's about hantavirus. What about what? Hantavirus. I don't know what that is. Huh. Oh, so. I'm just going to talk. We're in C-block territory now. Hopefully right. everyone stops listening. Um, <laughs> there have been lots of jokes on the internet about this being like a 28 days later situation that we're living right. in right now. I've been thinking a lot about that. It's not 28 days later. You know what movie we're living in? We're living in B for Vendetta. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole point of that movie is that England goes into like their neo-fascist Nazi state run by John Hurt because America has become a plague-ridden backwater country. Right. Like that's the whole setup for that movie. That's and we're living right now. the virus starts in a lab like V. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> that our closer... Basically having two different conversations right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We've lost what? it. What? But no. What, who, what's our life? Like, we've all... We're like an amalgamation of all post-apocalyptic movies and comics and stories. That's where we're living right now. Yeah, and but also, like, you still have to pay your taxes. Right. Yeah. Like we're all just pretending like that's not happening. Right, exactly. We're all just pretending that like the government can afford to like keep like writing trillion dollar checks and I would all continue to function. Right. 
uh, have you seen the meme going around? We were talking off camera about memes of the like uh, doomsday prepper with his assault rifle and his like camo and just him like being sad in quarantine because there are no zombies and how right. this is sad. This is like the lamest apocalypse imaginable. Right. Like he was told there would be zombies. Yeah. Instead, we're just being told to wash our hands and stay inside. Right. And they can't handle that. (laughs) I know. All right. All right. Let's cut this shit out. Uh, I feel like the first two-thirds of this podcast were really good, really tight. We had it together. And then it's just me watching Sam Google different pandemics. (laughs) Right. It also gets, like, a little racist in the middle there. And then it's a little racist in the middle. Sure. Good job. Good job. We'll, yeah. we'll do good job. Like, pretty much straight on par for our podcast in general. Right. So it's up. We're doing good. We're doing good. Oh, a little racist. And now we're just reading Wikipedia. To the right, now we're just reading Wikipedia, trying to find out which virus is the closer <laughs> on a baseball team. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopefully none of you are listening any longer. But if you are, I'm sorry. Uh, thanks very much. Check us out on your social media platforms. If you are listening to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and subscribe. Let your friends know. You can also follow us on Spotify and on SoundCloud. Tweet at us at Dump on the Ump. Follow us on Facebook, Dump on the Ump. Send us an email, Dump on the Ump at Gmail. Com. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasure.